Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Religion versus Spirituality Part 2. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed, and welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul, and thank you for joining me. Uh, this is a really big topic, and, you know, I um, I tell you, it's so much to say about it, so I'm going to keep it within the confines of things that I can teach it, and hopefully that you can understand. But, you know, I, I always said I'm going to start with an example of myself, but I, I think I mentioned this in my other podcast um, regarding the creating, celebrating the uniqueness of you. Uh, I was speaking in tongues one morning with my kids, and I'm going to tell you that it's interesting. My daughter's six and my son is 10. And so um, my daughter, she's a go-getter. She, she, she just started off and, and started speaking in what she felt like was speaking tongues. And uh, which was great because she was able to speak it. And I, it just blew me away. Whenever the Holy Spirit shows up, it blew, it blows me away. But my son was like, well, how do you do that? I said, there's no how. It is a gift from God. And he said, well, can I get the gift from God? I said, well, sure. He said, well, how do I get it? I said, you just close your eyes and ask him. It's just that simple. Ask God show, to activate my gift or ignite my gift for speaking in tongues because this is something all of us have. And sure enough, he did. He closed his eyes and prayed under his breath. And next thing you know, we were all holding hands and he starts speaking it. And I was just so fascinated and blown away. And, and even when I stopped, I, I paused just so I could hear them. And it just sounded like music to my ears. And then my daughter does something very surprising. She goes, Jesus says he's proud of us and he loves us very much. Had no idea my six-year-old daughter could interpret uh tongues speaking in tongues like that and she had shown me that before one night i was speaking to her before she went to bed and praying with her in tongues and then she said well god said well um don't believe the devil and sure enough the holy spirit confirmed that so you know it's amazing to me how simple it is to activate something that god has given us and you know like i said before i had been in church all my life and no one ever told me that no one ever said hey all you gotta do is ask all you got to do is ask God, activate this gift. God, show me what gifts I have. God, why is it that someone else seems to have this gift? And I don't, the truth is, don't compare yourself to anyone else, number one. All of everything that we have is unique. So one person may be able to interpret it and hear it. The other one may be able to say to hear something differently from the God and say it in a way when, which will help someone else. So we all have very unique defined gifts because we're all different people. Therefore, our gifts are going to come through a little differently and how they express and how God uses us to do certain things. Now, let's go back to the church because, you know, when I was growing up in church, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. And once again, I am not picking on Baptists. I'm just giving you this as an example. Uh, we didn't do that. And matter of fact, the Holy Spirit was more like the Holy Ghost. And that was when someone started shouting in church. And that was emotion. And, you know, this is things that God is, the Holy Spirit is really, you know, giving me now. That was emotion. Like when King David was dancing in the streets and he was so happy that God had appointed him and anointed him to be who he was. He started dancing naked in the streets. But someone didn't like that. And they said, well, who do you think you are? And he told them who he was. And he didn't allow them to steal his joy. And he went back to dancing because that's the gladness that was on his heart. So let's not confuse gladness and emotion with the Holy Spirit. You know, I was speaking with my cousin the other day. And um, she goes to church. 
And, you know, she, uh, you know, I was talking to her about the Holy Spirit and she started using the example of um, the Holy Ghost, someone getting the Holy Ghost and talking about her mom getting the Holy Ghost. I said, well, this is, this is two different things. And, you know, she didn't know the difference. I, you know, as a child, I didn't know the difference. And the truth is, it is our responsibility as leaders in church, as leaders of people that are representing Christ. Unsaved. We're not the Messiah to the world, but you know, when God is and the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, we're going to be the best examples of love and mercy and grace and forgiveness for other people that then you can find out there that's secular and in the world. So we're going to be those examples because of our walk with Christ, right? So she didn't understand that. So I was explaining that to her, but even still, it was still hard for it to stick because that's not what she's been taught. That's not what she's seen either. Let's be clear here. And then it goes back down to faith. Faith, you know, as we talk about all the time, the substance of things hoped for and, and the evidence of things unseen, which means nothing to most people in church until they actually have to do it. And most people do it after they've accepted something from the devil, right? Case in point. There's someone I know clearly that um, someone very close to them was just recently diagnosed with cancer. And with that diagnosis came such chaos and such a rift and a divisiveness in the family. Everybody was arguing and fighting. No one got alone. They couldn't make the best decision for their particular loved one. It was so bad. So when she talked to me, she said, oh, this is just it's so much. And this is just such a problem. I said, well, you know, diseases, conflict and confusion, all of that comes from the enemy. She goes, amen, I know that. And sure enough, she said, well, we want to honor God. Well, to honor God is to reject what the enemy is placing on your family. And I didn't tell her like that. But I I'm telling you that, you know, um, you meet people where they are. And that's who we're supposed to be in Christ, as loving as we possibly can. But um, even then, you know, she, this lady goes to, uh, you know, I'm not going to say the church. She goes, I don't, I'm not picking on religion a particular religion, I'm just saying she does go to church. She does believe in God. But right now, she's accepted that diagnosis of cancer for her loved one, and now they want to say, okay, God, can you just do what you're supposed to do? But that's not how it works. It works is the second someone gives you a diagnosis of that, you reject it. You don't have to reject it to your their face. It's up to you how you reject it, but you can reject it in your spirit. I reject that. I, that's from the enemy. I rebuke it. I, I bind that spirit of, of cancer and infirmities or whatever it is, and I release it, and I send it back to the enemy in the name of Jesus. That's what we do spiritual. That's what we do when we are believers in Christ because we are healed. We have already healed. Jesus doesn't bring illnesses. He doesn't bring untimely death. That's all demonic. That's all from Satan. That's Satan's way of accomplishing what he's trying to accomplish in our lives, which is to kill, steal, and destroy. If it does not feel right, if it hurts, if it causes a rift of problems, if it's confusion, if it's just all kinds of ill fate, criticism, you exasperate, you can't get any rest, you can't think straight, and you're in the church, it's from the devil. It's just that simple. It's not from God. It's not from God. And this is one of the, this is what causes the difference. This is what is the difference between religion versus spirituality. We truly believe in, in spirituality. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we are protected. We are protected. This is biblical. We are protected from infirmities. We are protected from untimely deaths. Our households are, are literally clothed with garments that make us impenetrable to arrows from the enemy. 
in the name of Jesus. Daily, we are protected. Those things that affect the world, because we're called to be in the world, not of the world. Everything that affects the world does not affect us. When we understand that the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and we accept that, once again, we have to be intentional about this accepting and everything that comes with it when it comes to that relationship. We are 100% protected from the enemy. Now, here's the thing about protection and here's the thing about embracing the Holy Spirit. We have to make sure those gifts are activated because it's going to become discernment. And one of the things, one of the problems I have with religion, the discernment is completely off. Because what happens is that we're religious in the church and we'll say, oh, you know, can you pray for this family? This family is going through a lot of turmoil and a lot of problems. And once again, the problems come from the enemy. We don't even recognize these problems coming from the enemy in the church anymore. We just accept these problems. Say, hey, now we got to pray to God and maybe, maybe God will heal us. Maybe God will change the situation. If your faith is maybe, if your faith is doubt, if your faith is little, then little's going to happen. And doubt brings nothing happening. Nothing's going to happen. Remember, when Jesus is with us and in us, when we believe and we understand how the Holy Spirit dwells in us, remember, God works through that. And remember, we have to be obedient in everything he tells us to do. I have a someone that I know that, um, that clearly is single and she's been wanting to get married for years. And she told me one day, I said, well, you know, she was talking to me about, you know, I'm just, and she's been, you know, this is something we talk about the same thing from time to time. And this is up to her to accept this. But, you know, I always say to her, what is, what is God telling you to do? And I already know what he's telling her to do. The truth is, 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 is clearly obvious. He's telling her to not do things that she's doing to cause the serious problems that occur that, uh, separates her between what she truly wants her true destiny of getting married and having a family in between where she is right now and so the enemy wants to keep her there and thus she's making decisions that keep her there but the holy spirit is saying you know what don't do that how about you not do this today and she doesn't want to do it so i always say to her what is it that god's telling you to do and then she goes mm-hmm 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 and um, two things that happens when I hear that from people. Mm -hmm. I, I know what's going on. It's kind of going over their head. And they know what it is. They don't want to do it. Or because their faith is so little, that means little to them. And so um, it's tough because I know this person's suffering. And because of the suffering there, the breakage within her spirit gets wider. And there's all kinds of issues that come with that. Jealousy resentment, frustration with God, all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I can feel it. And sometimes I even get frustrated myself because I, you know, I, I ask the Holy Spirit, how far do I take this in this conversation? He always stopped me and told me when. By the end of the day, God says, you know, you don't have the right to get frustrated. It's about me. It's about me. It's not about you. So even when I'm talking to people, I have to make sure I, I don't make it about me because Cardinal gets frustrated when I'm speaking to people and they just don't get it. And it's not my job to make them get it. It's just my job to give what the Holy Spirit gives me and to step aside and let him come in. And the truth is with her, or even just this particular lady I was telling you with the diagnosis, um, her family member diagnosed with cancer, she was the same way. She goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we acknowledge God. Mm-hmm, yep, amen, you're right, mm-hmm. But they still just don't get it. And I'm going to tell you, 
you're in church and you're still suffering, something's wrong. If you're in church and your marriage is in trouble and you can't go to someone at church to, to, to pray over you and to, to just for healing and understanding and to help create peace, something's wrong. If you're too embarrassed to go to church and talk about your any problems that you have in your life, something's wrong. If you go to church and the first thing that comes across your face is a big smile and you've got a laundry list of problems, I'm not telling you not to smile. You're supposed to smile. But the next thing that comes after the smile is we have to go and pray. Let's go pray. If you're in church and you're still going through the same things you've been going through over the last 10 years and you're still going to that same church, something's wrong. I think you get the point of what I'm trying to say. A lot of people don't like this. And this is the kind of stuff that was even occurring when Jesus was around. Uh, sometimes his disciples, you know, that's why Jesus picked his disciples to do things like do. But sometimes even they didn't do the casting out devils they were supposed to do. Jesus had to come in and do it himself. So what I'm saying to you is you got to get down to the meat and potatoes of what's wrong with you. All right. You cannot go to church and get hors d'oeuvres and think it's going to feed your spirit. You got to get some meat and potatoes that's going to get to the root of the problems that's going on in your life. And then you'll be able to walk out genuinely with a smile and feel it. So in other words, you should be able to go to church and come back totally different than you were before. And I've got a success story with this. I Right before I left Atlanta, I started uh, going to this church. And uh, I tell you, man, it was just, you know, the whole story is amazing. I tell you, I, I was upset about something with my husband. And I said, you know, before I go to church, I'm going to shake this thing off and I'm going to pray it off because I know once I get to the church, they're going to be able to recognize it. And it's not that so much that I was carrying anger, confusion, frustration on me. It was that it was in my spirit. So I did the best I could before I got to church. And this church was filled with prophetic people. This church was filled with, they believed in healing and deliverance. And, you know, if something was going on in the church, they were going to deal with it. It's a small church. And uh, I say that for a reason because most churches don't do this nowadays. And there are some that do it. Of course, there's some that do it. But I'm giving you for this example, a lot of them are probably smaller or you have to get into smaller groups. And because worldwide, this is... Uh, I don't even want to say worldwide because the truth is it's probably just more so in the United States than it is in other places. This is a very fine line I'm walking here, but I'm going to say right now for the purposes in the United States, a lot of this kind of practice of healing deliverance is not in every single church. So you get the point. I go into the church. I sit down and I'm having a nice day. And, you know, I was still a little frustrated, but I said, you know what? It's, I'm good. It's, it's good. It's going to be fine. And sure enough, at the end of the message, a man who I had never seen speak before in the church walked up to the front of the church and said, you come here. And he looked at me and he pointed. And I said, me? He said, yes. He said, you come here. He said, now you're back there trembling. He said, I noticed it. He said, he asked the other girl that was prophetic, did you notice that? She said, yes. Said, oh, Lord, they noticed it. So sure enough, he says, you were trembling. Now God says he's going to fix this for you. He is going to fight your battles for you. And they started giving me this prophetic word, several of them. Then one guy even starts singing a song. He said, this is the song the Holy Spirit has on my heart to give you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. They started singing to me while I'm sitting there. And I'm sitting there boo-hooing. And it's, it's very interesting to talk about because this is how God works. And they start giving me this word of how God said, listen, Cordelia, it's not about you. He keeps telling you that. 
but you need to really get that in your mind. It's not about you. It's about him. God is laying a foundation around you so that you become very stern in who you are and you will not be moved regardless of any circumstance. And sure enough, this is sure if they spoke that into me, that's exactly what's happening in my life right now. So when the service was over, I went up to the guy and said, you know what, I tell you what, you can't hide from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's for sure. But I left that church that day and they didn't know I was in the process of moving to California at the time. But, you know, I would have gone back, but I was moving. And I just got, it just was not a way for me to get back because of the moving process. I love the church and I, um, I, I just, I knew it was meant for me to go there that day and to hear that. And, you know, I came back from church so different, so different than I was coming there. And that's what church is supposed to do for you. You, you know, I, I went to a church before this church. And this is the church I intentionally left, by the way. And I would see women coming in the church hurting because I knew their marriages were messed up. I knew they were hurting in their marriages, but I couldn't do anything until they say, hey, can I talk to you? Hey, and you know, or God would send someone to me and then I'll give them the word that he gave me and they would be so thankful for it. But even then we didn't get into the, the weeds of what we really need to get into that would help heal and deliver them. So what I'm saying to you, this is the difference between religion and spirituality. Spirituality is going to uh, immediately access the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is accessed, there are no secrets. There are no secrets in Christ, okay? If God wants something to be secret, it will be a secret, trust me. But if there is something that you can be healed and improved and you can help someone else with, it's going to come out. It's going to come out because he's going to speak to one person. He's going to speak to you, and then it's going to be confirmed. He's going to tell you, go talk to that person. When you go talk to that person, that person will say, oh, my God, God was just talking about this this morning or yesterday. It's going to be so much of that. When you start feeling and seeing that kind of miracle occur, it is so spiritually contagious. This is why I love ministry. I love it. You know, no one taught me this. Everything I'm telling you, no church told me this. I remember when I first started walking out in um, just telling people I was a spiritual life coach. And I said, you know, that's just ministry. You know, a spiritual life coach was a fancy name for it. And people started, they started walking back. It was the most amazing thing. They couldn't believe it. Their eyes got big. I'm thinking, well, what kind of impression did I give you before? I started saying this. But if I had known people were going to run from me because of the Holy Spirit, then I probably would have done this a long time ago. <laughs> a bad joke but the truth is i understand why they're walking back they didn't expect that that scared them because of what the enemy was trying to do in their lives and the truth is one person came up to me and said Cordelia, you're affiliated with a church right i was like no that's not from a church straight from the holy spirit straight from the holy spirit i mean it's coming from nowhere else everything that i have everything that i give you in these podcasts is straight from the holy spirit Literally, if it didn't come from the Holy Spirit, I give you an example and I attribute it back to the Holy Spirit. But everything that I teach you came directly from him. I told you I've been in church all my life. No one talked about this kind of thing. I started getting books. The Holy Spirit sent a community of spiritual people that are always near and dear to my heart in Georgia that prayed for me. And I mean, consistently prayed for me and showed me what spirituality truly is. We were not in anybody's church. We were in someone's home. Okay, this is how this act was activated within me. All they did was pray and bring out what was already there. All I did was listen and was hungry to hear from the Holy Spirit. That, my dear, is spirituality. That's all you got to do. You don't have to go to a building to look for the Holy Spirit. 
make sure I complete that. Because somebody's going to say, I didn't say you don't have to go to church. That's not what I'm saying. Church is designed to point you in the right direction. But you've got to be discerning as to what you hear, what you see, and what you feel while you're there. And I didn't understand that for years. So thus, I kept going to the wrong church, the wrong church, the wrong church. And um, God used each church for He always turns around anything the enemy tries to do in your life for the purposes for it to accomplish the purpose in your life. So at the end of the day, God always has the final say-so. But you've got to be hungry and open to give it. So I know you are out there looking for something uh, different in your life right now. But the Holy Spirit has really put on me that there's somebody listening that just made a choice for a different religion. And this is a choice that is public. And they can't change their mind now. They feel like they can't change their mind. They want to. That's the devil. The enemy always makes you feel like there's no choice. But God, there's always a choice. Okay, now let's take this a little bit dip, dip, uh, deeper. You are suffering from very similar things that I talked about in this podcast. You're suffering with sleep paralysis. You're suffering with demonic attacks. You're suffering with some really strange stuff going on. And I mean, it just don't add up. You might even see apparitions. You might even see orbs. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I have dealt with this all of my life. I woke, I woke up. Uh, my childhood years, teenage, it followed me everywhere. I'll be in hotel rooms as a consultant. I would wake up and see orbs over me. I woke up, and this is actually a good one. I woke up and an angel kissed me and flew away. I woke up and I've seen, um, you remember that movie, The Mothman Prophecies? They had part of that, right. I've woken up and seen something standing over me that looked like a Mothman. Let me tell you, this person that's listening to you is probably several, but there's one particular that God has put in my heart. You're seeing some of that and you're not telling anybody. Now, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Don't suffer. Don't suffer. Don't suffer. Just as sure as the enemy is doing these things to you, you've got a thin veil right around you, all over you. I want you to be intentional about accessing the Holy Spirit in your own secret place. Be intentional about doing the things I just talked to you about on this podcast. Ask him to activate the gifts within you. Ask him to show you what does he want you to do. You are a great influencer. Ask him how do you influence the people that you're going to influence now. Because the enemy is trying to get you to influence people in a negative way because you don't understand what's going on with your life. This is the difference. Remember, the Bible says my people suffer because they lack knowledge. My people perish because they lack knowledge. Perishing just means suffering. Suffering and they die in this suffering because they lack knowledge. You will not. If you listen to this podcast, you will not be a person suffering because you lack knowledge. If you suffer, you will choose to suffer because you have been disobedient in what God is telling you to do. And remember with the children of Israel, what happened with their disobedience, a lot of them died in that. They became mentally ill. They had all kinds of problems. The same problems you see on the news today. A lot of mental illness, a lot of depression, a lot of suicide. Because we're not listening to that inner voice that's in us. He's hungry. He's calling out for that relationship. Go in your secret place. I'm talking back to that same person. And ask God to activate you. And ask God to wake up the gifts that's inside of you. Once he activates those gifts, once you are, you know that you're talking to God and you're sitting in a quiet place, ask him to open up your heart and your mind to hear back from him. Not only will he be intentional about speaking back to you, but he's going to call somebody very close to you to come and confirm something that he just told you. They're going to repeat something back to you that the Holy Spirit just gave you within your own prayer time. That's how God works. That's how God works. Uh, I got to give you this example, and then I'm going to end this. Um, the day I was healed, 
had no idea. Um, I was going to Pinewood uh, prayer meetings in Atlanta, Pinewood Studios, and I, I was starting to go there on Wednesdays. I met a pastor there who will, I will always hold near and dear to my heart because God used him to do something amazing in my life. And I had some really wicked stuff happening to me. I mean, it was brutal. And I was down to my knees and needing help. And it was really, really tough. And I cannot, because nobody could help me. I, someone could have given me a billion dollars, it would not have helped me. You understand? Money can't help you when it comes to the supernatural. You can't touch it with a 10-foot pole, okay? I went into this particular guy. I had a, 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 um, a buffet that night, a buffet, a banquet. Excuse me, I also had a buffet at the banquet. And I walked into this building, and I got to be honest with you, when I walked into the room, I felt a little different. I, I couldn't explain it, but I felt something just felt different. Like I said, I was hungry for more in my life. And so, literally, uh, I sat beside these, I sat at a table with these people, and, you know, it's so interesting because these people, I keep in touch with to this day, and this is back, I think, December 2014. And uh, it's so interesting, I sat next to this guy, and he looked over at me and he said, hey, I can see you on stage uh, going deep within, uh, deep with the Holy Spirit, deep with God. He said, I see you giving people prophetic words. I can see that very clearly right now. I had never met this guy before in my life. Matter of fact, you've seen him on my show on YouTube, the same as Jonathan Cronin. And I was like, really? And he was a, he was a lot younger than me. He was like, you know, he was in his, it was probably 22 at the time. It was so impressive. I was like, wow, you see that? I was like, man, that might make a little sense as to why things are going on with me. Because if God, if that's for me, I need to get there. And all this other bad stuff needs to stop happening to me. Uh, because if he's leading me in that direction, then that explains why other things didn't work out, right? So then, I'm just telling you how God carefully orchestrates your steps, okay? When you're hungry for him. The person I sat beside the table was very well known in the... Um, celebrity industry i'll just put it like that i'm going to keep this very general had no i had no idea who he was he explained to me who he was and he told me you know you have the likeness of this particular person and it was someone i truly admire okay you know what i'm gonna go ahead and say it he said you have the likeness you, you wear the same size shoe as michelle obama i was like really he's like yeah I was like, wow that's pretty good because I, I deeply admire michelle obama i i really do i, I love everything about her you know, very positive person, very influential in a great, such a great way. It always had been a role model for me when she had changed careers from being a lawyer to getting into the, um, I think she got into the healthcare industry. Anyway, I dealt with some of the same things. And so I, I loved a lot of things about her. So that was just a blessing that he told me. So I got two blessings already. And I was like, wow, this is, something's really going on. So I started feeling something. I'm thinking something else is going on here. So then, sure enough, uh, the pastor that, uh, that had this banquet, started doing healing and i'm thinking oh no you know i'm just here I, I didn't come here for any healing kind of stuff we didn't do healing growing up and I, that kind of scared me so he came and said come up to the stage he literally pulled me up on the side I'm like no 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 no. so i was trying he's like yeah just come up and sure enough i went down and i didn't know if i intentionally went down or i went down because i was just weak in the spirit well it comes down to i'm very very spiritually sensitive and I was probably weak in the spirit, too, because I was hungry for more. And I went down, and, man, I felt so different. I just can't explain to you. It just felt like a surreal moment, almost like my spirit was jumping out of my body. But I couldn't explain it because I had never experienced that before. Came back up, and, you know, I sat back at the table with these people. We were just having so much fun. You would think we were family. We were getting along so well. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit pointed out this lady, the Holy Spirit said, 
And this is, once again, I had never really heard from the Holy Spirit as often I was hearing from him right now at this particular banquet. The Holy Spirit said, whatever you do, don't leave here without talking to this lady over there across the room. I said, well, okay. And sure enough, when the uh, banquet was over, I went over to her. She goes, that's you. You're the one. I was like, what? She said, you're the one. You're the one the Holy Spirit said, give this book to. And she gave me a book. And it was a book about um, uh, women um, that was very influential leaders. And it was a very good book, actually. And she was a pastor herself. And also, the lady I sat with at the table, she gave me a book. She said, I think this book, you should have it. It's a book of poems. I've always loved poetry. And it was such a blessing. And God had done so much just at that banquet. And I was thinking, wow, this is different. Here's my point. Everything I did that night, God was very intentional about with me. Uh, he was very intentional sending the people to the, the right people to my path. Very intentional about speaking to me and sending me to the people he told me to go to. Then they were told, telling me what the Holy Spirit said to them. The next day I woke up, God brings all this stuff back to my mind about my life that I had purposely tucked away and forgot. And God said, it's time to talk about it. I had no idea that I had been suffering from what they call sleep paralysis. The Holy Spirit said, go look up dreams. And the Holy Spirit said, God started giving me all these visions of things that I need to deal with. He said, you know, remember this that happened? That example I just revealed to you about the casket, that the morning after the banquet is when he showed me. I completely forgot about that. He said, well, that's why you feel the way you feel. Because up until that banquet, I promise you, I, a lot of people in my family were dying. And um one time it was a devil funeral. I mean, it was just crazy. It was funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. Whole lot of manifestation of witchcraft. Untimely deaths. I mean, it was horrible. And so it got to the point where if I had gone up to another casket, I was going to pass out. Matter of fact, the most recent funeral I went to before that banquet, I had to go and sit outside the church and I was sweating. Because I, I it wasn't that I was afraid. It was that I don't understand what's going on with me. Somebody, you know, And I couldn't explain that to anybody. So I had to wait until I could just stand up to walk to the cast because the, something was on me. It was so strong. I was afraid I was going to just fall down. Okay, let's go back to you. And I gave you that example because um, I know that there are people out there suffering like that. And I'm going to tell you what God wants to do in your life. It's so amazing. Even you cannot explain it. Even you won't even believe it. I mean, everything that God does in my life is, I mean, it exceeds everything that I could ever imagine. And that's exactly what I'm releasing to you right now. Because you are a person of great influence, of leadership. You've had things happen to you all of your life. You cannot explain. But you know that there's something else greater and deeper. I believe in that witch stuff. There's a whole lot of people out there talking about being a witch and all this. Like, so don't go to them. Don't believe in that because they're going to release some spirits in your life. You're not going to be able to get rid of on your own. And you don't know how to access the other spirit because of your faith. So God wants to strengthen your faith by showing you things you've never seen before. He wants to show you that, but you got to believe it and you got to be intentional about making that choice before you get there. So I believe and I declare that you will receive all that God has for you in the name of Jesus and that you will not be afraid of the supernatural in the name of Jesus and that God will show you everything that he has for you and you will be everything, everything above and beyond what was ever spoken over your life. In the name of Jesus, I believe in that. And thank you. Oh my gosh, it's been 30 minutes. This is a deep, 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 deep topic. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It was well worth the time. Remember, Jesus loves you and so do I. I am still looking to meet you. And um, it is so on my heart 
that, you know, when you're listening to this, that you're here for a reason. And I know God sends the right people that he wants to listen to this podcast. That's what he clearly tells me. And these are the people that I know God's going to make a difference in your life because he's done that with mine. And that's what a testimony is for, to release that on other people, okay? So, uh, podcast.cardelia.com, love at cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A. Look me up. Give me your feedback. Tell me what's going on with you. You have no idea how that blesses both of us. You have no idea how the favor and the blessings that are released upon us when all this kind of stuff continues. And we continue to unite together to enlarge the body of Christ. Enlarge the body of Christ. Religion versus spirituality. I want you over here with the spiritual part. Let's not get focused on the religion part because that is attributed to man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can hear me on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, all of those. Uh, I'll see you next time. I am looking for you. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.